Welcome to the Lunchbox Retail Radio Podcast. Today it's my esteemed pleasure to have on one of the uh, top-notch dating gurus for gentlemen out there today. The single guy who's known as himself, Mr. Lloyd Dixon. How are you doing today, buddy? <laughs> I am doing great, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on this program. I appreciate you coming on. How you been holding up through all this stuff, man? I mean, you're kind of your dating guy. He gives great dating advice, but right now, man, business is kind of shut down in a kind of a way. <laughs> uh, well, it, it got a little bit tougher, uh, but you know, it's ironic because like now the need for human connection is even stronger. Like because we're so isolated with quarantine and everything, people want to figure out a way to do it responsibly. You know. Um, with proper health um, health considerations as well, too. Right. Um, and they want to get out there. Like, people will always have an insatiable need for connection. And so even if even if there was a you know an even crazier thing happening, um, I think I'd still have a job. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, I mean, like, the dating in general is, I know it's taking a dip, but, yeah, I've talked to a lot of people that said, look, man, i got to figure out something, and they're trying to figure out every safe way around it. But how are you holding <laughs> up through it, man? You holding up good through everything? Uh, I'm holding up great, you know. Um, when you're a dating coach, uh, you usually have your your dating life is uh, is usually what you want it to be, um, and uh, you know you can adapt to whatever situations get thrown at you. So I teach my clients to do that as well. What got you into this field, man? I mean, you know, I heard that like you're pretty doggone educated, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, you go from tell us a little bit about your background in, edu- in your and your education. Gotcha. So, um, it's, when you're a dating coach, I always tell people it's a weird, it's a weird job to tell people, you know, because it's like when you're a doctor or when you're, I don't know, um, maybe you're a computer scientist or something like that. You know, you get a degree in that. You have a there's a set curriculum. So in college, I actually have a degree in physics. I have a degree in um, in science. I have a bachelor's in that, and I think my experiences being in that position where you know you're surrounded by a lot of nerdy guys, you're surrounded by guys that don't do really well with the women. Um, but at the same time, too, these guys still want to do well. They still want to be able to do that because they're so kind of logical and technically minded. They social interaction doesn't really come naturally to them. And so I remember was being around these guys. And me myself too, you know, I had a lot of issues with dating, a lot of issues with women, um, didn't have a whole lot of success in college, didn't have a whole lot of success in high school, even after college a little bit too, I was a very shy, introverted kid, and I just the frustrations during that period of time, and the steps that I took to really solve those problems, you know, I went out a lot, I made a lot of friends, I met a lot of people, I read a lot of books, I, I learned from all the mentors that I could get my hands on, I worked on different skills that I thought would make me better, whether it was public speaking, whether it was um, just, you know, how to organize parties or events or things like that. I did everything that I possibly could to make myself into uh, someone who was going to be a good dater. And after I was able to do it for myself, that's when I really decided, okay, now I can give advice to people. Now I can uh, actually give, uh, you know, help a guy who maybe isn't having so much success. I can help him get the success. That he's yeah. But that, that's, that's a big swing change from physics and stuff like that. To, <laughs> to, I mean, what, what made you all of a sudden, I mean, cause Oh, you can make a pretty pretty respectable living in physics, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. so what made you all of a sudden change? I mean, it just the you know passion was gone, or just bigger passion, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. It, it was it was all about what I was passionate about. You know, I knew I wanted to do this for a while, and it's because you're helping people. You see the change within them. You know, I'm sure when you were first starting out, when you were in college, uh, you know, maybe you tried a few things that you thought you would like at the time, and then later on you realize it's you know actually doing it day to day is is not really what you want to do. 
when I started physics, when I was doing it, like I was really passionate about the science and understanding nature, but the day-to-day stuff really didn't vibe well with me. You know, you're in a lab every single day, like you're studying data and like spreadsheets and well, depending on what kind of physics you're doing, actually. Right. Um, it's just what, it's just didn't appeal to me, you know? And but with this, I get to talk to guys who are dealing with problems that I deal with. I can see the change within them. You know, I just got off a call with one of my students today and he was dealing with like a really life-changing issue with, uh, with uh, you know, with, with a girl that he was having. And, uh, you know, I could see the kind of relief set in when he has a guy like me helping him out and coaching him through the different things and you know this would be something that he would be left on his own devices with and you know i can actually see the change within him as i'm telling him this and with physics you don't really get that you you know you have an experiment and um you know you hope you get published or you hope you get tenure if you're a professor there's there's a lot of things that uh that are a lot less fulfilling in my opinion but i'm still fascinated by the subject and and, and, you know it's it's kind of funny because Sometimes you kind of left your advice can be really sour. Maybe not mm-hmm. the best advice from your buddies. Your bros don't mm-hmm. always help oh, yeah. you out. Maybe, <laughs> even, maybe even maybe even your dad or your mom or or, or whatever doesn't always give you the best advice. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, or doesn't understand or or, or comprehend. So yeah. you know, there, there's there is a I feel a good reach of need of knowledge out there, and also you know I mean sometimes you know guys just don't have the technique. They don't have mm-hmm. the uh, the couth, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing to kind of walk up and talk to somebody respectfully and that kind of deal. Yes. And, you know, yes. I was watching some of your, uh, you know, videos last night, this morning, because, you know, I'm very, very particular about, because, I mean, you know, I mean, I have daughters, I have sons and daughters, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you want to look at it and say, hey, look, man, you know, how somebody's approaching and, you know, yes. and that kind of thing. So you look at it, I look at it as, hey, look. You know, you know, I remember what I was like as a teenager or a young guy, you know, and, and so you look at this, people need a lot of great advice, but they also need advice from somebody who can look at it today as well as yesterday and put it together. And I seen, I seen a lot of what you had done was try to keep things on a good focus. How did, how did you, how did you come to that? Is that all the research? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of me going out. I would say most of the information that I talk about is through my own experiences, but I've read, you know, dozens or more than dozens now, uh, books on evolutionary psychology, just how people think, you know, understanding things from the female perspective. Um, and just putting all of that together, I noticed when I first got into this business, like when I first started, there was, I don't know if you know who like, like the pickup artists, uh, that were around a while ago, there's like mystery and a bunch of guys as guy wore a top hat. He used to go on like, uh, he would be on like Jay Leno or whatever. And people would make fun of him. And, um, it was the first time anybody had actually given dating advice to men, but it was by these crazy kooky pickup guys. And a lot of times it came from men who were, they were suffering from a lot of insecurities. You know, they had a lot of negative opinions towards women. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to, to be more positive. I wanted to come in and give guys like, you know, say, um, when they watch my video, not only do they get something that's going to help them out in the future, but they also get a more positive outlook on, I think, humanity and people in general. And what I've noticed is that there's certain pockets of the, of the dating advice sphere that can get a little bit negative. You know, when you're like, if you're a single person and you've been single for a long time and you've been trying to ask a lot of women out, a lot of women are saying no, it's understandable that there's going to be a lot of negative feelings. So when a lot of guys are looking for information and when they're, um, you know, yeah, they're on the web, they're YouTube or whatever it is. Um, sometimes they will get suckered into these channels that 
are more negative. You know, they, they say a lot of bad things about women, right. more bad things about dating in general. And it's natural. Like, you know, when we hear like, like which, which news stories spread faster? The, the outrageous, the horrendous, the crazy, uh, the negative ones, or the really happy positive ones. It, it's, it's almost always the negative ones. Um, and the reason why is because that's what we're naturally drawn to. But we, me and my channel, I decided that I was going to try and always make it practical, make it more positive. Um, so that I think that helps people a lot more rather than the, the negative stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can get after I mean, look, look, not everybody's going to be the Fonz and snap their fingers and everybody's going to come. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's just not like that. But I mean, mm -hmm. at the same time, you have how do you deal with the guy who's, you know, because I, I feel you give a lot of great advice. The guy who walks into the place by himself, he doesn't mm -hmm. have the wingman. He doesn't have the, you know, somebody to keep him even, you know, or, mm -hmm. to, you know, to kind of talk to. And that's a pretty rough deal, man. When you walk into a place, a club or whatever, and it, and it's wall-to-wall -wall people, and, you know, you feel like you're the only cat standing mm -hmm. there. And I felt you gave mm -hmm. some really good advice on that online, but kind of touch that just a little bit, please, if you would. Oh. Perfect. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, this is something that I used to do a lot, actually, because I traveled around. I still travel around as less than not thanks to COVID, but right. um, pre-COVID, pre, pre I was traveling a lot. And when you travel a lot, you're going to be in an area where you don't know anybody. And so I got really good at basically going out. And even if I didn't have a wingman, even if I didn't have like a crew or a friend group to go out with and, and hang out and have that kind of like emotional support, I would usually be able to create it, you know, let's say you go out on a Friday night or something like that, maybe you go around like 9 p.m. or something and you get to the uh, you get to the bar or the, the social event that you're going to. I would usually be able to create that friend group as I was there. Right. You know, and um, being able to do that gives you gives you a lot of freedom, honestly, like you're not restricted to oh, I can only go to this place. That's the only place my friends hang out. If there are other areas and other people that you want to meet, you know, being able to create friend groups while you're there is an extremely powerful tool. And it's also something that, like, I, in my opinion, I think a guy who is intelligent socially um, should be able to do that. Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I, and I feel like it is, you know, when you walk into a place, hey, look, like, you know, you and I, we, we both traveled a bunch and, you know, and again, this is pre-everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but when you walk into a place, I think it's, intelligent even if you go in i always sit there and say you go in before the band starts get to talking to people beforehand and yes. things like that that way by the time the band starts or whatever if there's a band obviously that you know that you you're already in a great conversation with one or a couple of people yeah yeah absolutely you know the example that i give is like so let's say you just you you walk into a bar or you walk into like where maybe there's a live band playing or something like that i always start out at either the bar or like maybe a section where people are standing and i just talk to the people around me i don't judge them i don't judge myself right. i just see which kinds of people are going to give i put out a positive energy and i see which people are going to give me back that positive energy and if i find a few people that are giving me back that positive energy that's my friend group for that night that's the group that's going to like accept me if I go away or maybe something happens, I can come back to them and I'll still be like, Hey, Lord, how's it going? You know, like you want to have, you want to find that group first. And then afterwards the night becomes uh, or the day or whatever it is, um, just becomes a lot easier and a lot more fun. I, I, I totally agree. And I also love the fact that you also should give love to the doorman manager, oh, yeah. the bartender. <laughs> I think that because mm -hmm. like you said, you know, when, when, when there's, when you're standing in the rain to get in the club, if you're in New York or LA or something, Doorman's not normally in a really good mood. So somebody say, hey, man, how you doing tonight? I think was one of the best pieces of advice mm -hmm. that you could give. I mean, I heard that and I was like, you know, 
that's that that's a cat that's been on all sides of the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there's something people just don't do it. They don't check on like they don't ask the big person who's serving them their drink how their night's going. They just kind of look at the drink or they just you know wait to get punched in or they show them their ID. But you know that's a person there too, and that's a person that also you know is an important person. No, no. Let's say maybe you walk into that bar and some guy's giving you a lot of flack or he's being really rude or, or maybe abusive or, or whatever it is. You know, if you're friends with the doorman, who do you think he's whose side is he going to take? He's going to take your side because he knows you, right. you know, and just little things like that. You know, when I was going out in San Francisco, like I used to go out, there was a few areas that I would go that I would, that I would frequent and by frequent I would go there maybe like once every other week or something like that. But I always said hi to the doorman. I always remembered his name. Um, if his name was John or something like that, I'd be like, Hey John, how's your day going? Oh, cool. Nice. How's the family been? You know, just right. little things like that. They take five seconds out of your day, but they made a huge difference. You know, by the end of it, I knew everybody, um, you know, I knew a lot of the staff members. If there was a line, they would let me cut it. Um, you know, if I walked in there by myself, I wasn't by myself anymore. And I had, I had, you know, I knew the staff members, I knew the door guy. Um, I knew the bartender, like, like it was, it felt like I was at home, you know, and it was a lot easier to meet somebody in that kind of environment. And then she sees you that, you know, a lot of different people, you just look way more attractive, way more, she's way more comfortable around you. Like it's just, everything's better. And, and I think the idea I think you also put in there is that they're seeing how you're treating people too. You want to, hey John, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. You know, and or you walk yeah, exactly. up, hey Amy at the bar, and Amy's like, how you doing, man? Do you want your scotch or whatever it is? And mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of like set. She's seeing how you're treating people already. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just like it's a little thing, but it's just like most people don't do it. You know, we're so used to like you know staring at our phones and not greeting people. Um, you know, I, I think there's always going to be people that are um, going to be less friendly than others. But I think in our in today's day and age, we may have forgotten a little bit of just how to treat our fellow person. Yeah, I, I, I agree um, with that. In our now, lives. Yeah, I agree with that. Sorry, I didn't mean to go over you. Um, yeah. I agree with that. But and, and also, there's you just brought up a, a fantastic subject. Now, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're sitting there and of course, you know, I know, I know you, I'm sure as well as I you know, get a lot of texts and calls and everything else. Yeah. But so how do you, what do you tell you know, one of these cats is sitting there and he's already on the fence. He's already mm -hmm. scratching his head. He's already a little iffy. And, you know, it's, it's a bad idea to stay on your phone all night when you're at the bar, right? <laughs> yeah. Not the best <laughs> idea. Yeah. Put that phone down. Put that phone down. Um, well, for what I would say to those guys is, yeah, you get you can kind of get into a mode. It's kind of funny if you walk out. I always I always tell people this, like especially if you're going out by yourself. This it's a tough position to be in. The longer you wait to engage in social interaction, the longer you wait to talk to somebody, the harder it's going to be. Yeah, for sure. The harder it's going to be. Almost every single guy that I know, when they go out, um, they'll do this. They'll go to the bar. They'll order a drink. They won't talk to anyone. They'll get their drink, they'll sit down, and then they'll drink their drink and look around the bar and continue to not talk to anybody. What they, what people have to realize is you've done just a lot, like you, you've told your brain again and again to avoid social interaction, to avoid possible, um, you know, awkward situations. That's not what you should be telling. You should be telling your brain immediately, hey, engage with people, bring out positive energy, because then the more you do it, the easier it gets. But the longer you wait, the harder it gets. And getting a beer or getting a drink and then sitting down, like these are very low energy activities. A lot of people don't understand that alcohol is a depressant. It doesn't make you more energetic. It just loosens your inhibitions, but it right. doesn't make it doesn't give you more energy. So when people do this and they go in, they're actively denying social interaction.
bullshit. And then they sit down and they sit there drink. They're doing a lot of low energy activity. It becomes like, you know, an hour or two can go by and they're like, okay, now I'm drunk enough. Maybe I can talk to a girl. <laughs> you know? uh, but by that point in time, you know, their energy levels are so low, they're probably just going to do something really silly or stupid. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can't walk over there. Or you can't walk over there straight to Gasker, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, you have, to, you have to build up, warm up, and it just makes it a lot easier. You know, and, and and you also have to kind of looking on the other side of the perspective. You, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you have uh, you know a bunch of girls in there talking, much ladies in there talking, and or mm-hmm. or or you have uh, you know a lady in there alone, you know it, it can be very intimidating for a guy to walk over and ask you to dance, Absolutely. buy a drink, or whatever it happens to be. Um, mm-hmm. Or or you're looking at the idea, you know, he doesn't want to walk over there looking like he's Johnny, Schmuck, you know, schmuck walking over there. Just hey, baby, <laughs> how you doing? You know, so so mm-hmm. you know, how, what do you suggest to guys to make sure that they come across as respectful? I mean, because that's pretty important. Absolutely. So respect is a huge thing. This is something that I, I just came up with a product called the Practical Approaching System, and that's a huge element of. Excuse, excuse, the, excuse, uh, Lloyd, Lloyd, repeat that again, please. It's called the Practical Approaching System. Um, if you go to my YouTube channel, there's links for it all over. Um, so just click on the link and you should be able to get access for it. So there's a series of videos that I have on there. And one of the biggest things that guys are worried about is actually not the biggest thing they should be worried about. So for instance, most guys, when they walk up to a girl, they're so paranoid about building attraction, about not being seen as attractive to her, that they forget the most important thing, which is that she's probably scared of you. You know, being a woman in today's society, you know, men are bigger than her. Men are going to hurt her. Men, there's the potential, you know, her safety is involved here. And, you know, as, as living beings, yes, we care about, uh, you know, uh, replication and reproducing but the number one thing we care about is survival so when you first walk up to somebody and she put her safety in jeopardy or you make it seem like her safety is in jeopardy she's not even going to be thinking about whether she likes you or not she's just going to be worried about how to get out of the situation safety so the first thing is to make sure that she feels safe and comfortable number one and the way that you do that is don't rush up straight to her face. <laughs> right. You know, give, her, give her some space at the beginning. I find it's also better to stand kind of at a, um, at a little bit of an angle. So if, you know, she decides that she wants to walk away, you're giving her the freedom to do that. If she feels trapped, then she's, you're not going to, it's going to be tough to make a, to make a connection with this person. because She's going to be worried about how to get out of the situation. Um, and when I mean trapped, I mean like, let's say her back is against the wall and you come forward. So she really doesn't have a whole lot of places to move around because her back is against the wall. But if you came in and leaned uh, against the wall yourself as well too, then she has a whole area that she can go off into. And now she knows her safety is, um, she feels more safe in this area. Now she can decide, oh, do I like this guy? Is this guy cool? You know, it, it, she'll be a lot more relaxed. So yeah, definitely first thing is to make sure that um, or, uh, she, she feels safe. Now, I know give you a long answer to this question because it's uh it's a lot of what i do is kind of like getting guys to think about things in a different way so most guys when they go out to a venue or a social event they see a girl that they like now they're like okay i'm gonna try my chance i'm gonna walk up there i'm gonna say hi to her and then if she doesn't want to talk to me then you know i blew my chance that's not really the way that you want to think about your night the way that you want to think about your night and the way you want to think about uh, meeting people is by just meeting a lot of different people putting positive energy out there, see who's giving it back to you. And the people who gravitate towards you, those are the people that you want to interact with. Those are the people that like you. Right. You know, when I go out, it's very, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So, um, 
basically you're 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 not really getting rejected. You're not getting shot down because very frequently, you know, if I talk to a woman at maybe like nine p.m. or something like that, you know, she's still getting in the in the in the groove of the night. You know, she's still like. Um, Maybe she's a little shy, but then later on, she's talked to a few people. Maybe she's had a drink or two or something like that. Then she's going to be a lot more open to meeting somebody. So I don't put myself in a position where it's like either a yes or a no. I give people the opportunity to be in my space, and then the ones that stay in my space are the ones that like me. So there's not much rejection or like turning, getting shot down, and those types of typical things that you like most people associate going out um, and talking to people um, in like a dating context would. Right, and you have to have the exception that you're going to strike out sometimes. It's just going to mm-hmm. happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you agree with that? Sometimes it's just going to, you're going to have to take one, and it might not, and it might be the first or second try or whatever it is. But the idea uh-huh. is, is, you know, that if if you definitely strike out, you can't take it as the game's over. Yeah, absolutely. You know, too many guys they take rejection so personally, and that's not really the way it is. Like, you know, I've talked to plenty of women who. At the time, they weren't interested in talking to anyone. Maybe they had a bad day or, or whatever it is. Um, and then the next day, they had a good day, and they were much more open and friendly, and then, you know, ended up getting your phone number and ended up going out after that. Um, you know, like, it, it just because maybe you have a night where, you know, you strike out, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not lovable. Your people, it doesn't necessarily mean that people don't like you. It, it just means that, you know, it wasn't the, the situation that was that was good for you at that time. Right. And, and, and I, like that. I like that because a lot of times, I mean, I think you just covered it really well. That a lot of times the uh, you know the opportunity might not be there. Maybe she had a rough day. Maybe she's not even looking at you. Yeah, you know, exactly. Maybe, you know, you know it's, whatever it's, happened to work. It's not all about you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's exactly that. Until you guys get a rapport going and you get friendly, you have to kind of treat it like a business, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Now, now, as far as the idea of how do you tell a guy not to come across as, you know, he's over pushy, but he's trying to, he's trying to figure out where, how well he's going, you know, I mean, and, and, and obviously, obviously I want everybody to tune in and check out his YouTube and that's his deal and check him out to go do it. But how do you uh, show a guy that like all of a sudden that he's not trying to be like the, what was that uh, hutch that was out there back in the day with Will Smith, you know, what, what, you know <laughs> yeah, how, how, the, yeah what, what was it called? Yeah, the movie was called Hitch. Hitch, yeah, Hutch, Hitch. I knew I was close. <laughs> <laughs> You're up by one letter. Yeah, I was on one letter, give or take. You know, can I get that vowel, please, Pat? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, so how do you how do you not have him come across as he's you know overconfident? Sure, sure. Um, okay, so uh, overconfidence. I, I the word that I would use to describe that is women want you to be confident, but they don't want you to be arrogant, right? Um, and they don't want you to be pompous about it. Okay, a, a confident person does not need to prove himself towards other people, but the arrogant person does. And so you'll notice that a lot of guys will, you know, those maybe those talk about how much money they have or, or whatever it is. They'll try to make themselves seem like more of a big shot than they actually are. That's arrogance. But confidence is just calmly being there and relaxed and being interested in the person that you're talking to and knowing that what you have to say matters. That's it. That's really it. And, you know, there's general things that, you know, with your body language as well, too. Uh, confident people, they tend to be a little less um, fidgety. They tend to be a little bit more secure and planted um, by the way that they speak. It doesn't mean they don't move, but it, it means that they're more securely planted and kind of where they are. I've noticed that even guys who are arrogant or guys who are insecure, uh, they tend to move around a lot um, and they, they're trying to get a reaction from you. Um, but if you're a guy who's relaxed and confident, you don't necessarily need that reaction. It would be nice, 
but you're, that's not what you're looking for. You're just looking to express yourself in the best way possible. Right. And I, and I think the idea also is, and, and they also have to listen a lot more too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. A conf- confident people listen. Uh, arrogant people just want to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if the girl gets into a good conversation with you and she's telling you about work or the day or you, mm-hmm. you, you're already in that door, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's great. Like, the, the number, the biggest uh, skill in conversation is your ability to listen. And I always talk about this thing called active listening. Have you heard of active listening? Do you know what active listening is? Yeah, I do. But go ahead, please. Explain to our listeners, please. Okay, so for those of you who are listening who don't know what active listening is, you know, a lot of people interpret listening as just not saying anything and not being part of the conversation. That's not true. Active listening is just being a part of the conversation, but you're in the listening frame now. So I, you know, whether it's nodding your head um, or just maybe repeating back what, what the person said to you in your own words, just showing that you've listened to the person and really um, encouraging them to speak more. That's part of active listening. That's actually, that's like, there's, there's been studies that have been done that have shown that men who are good at this, like that's one of the most attractive things that they can do in a conversation, really. Well, and it's important. I mean, it's, it's indulging to sit there and have somebody say, oh man, they're really paying attention to when I said, oh man, you know, my fish jumped out of the bowl today. And, you know, and, 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 and you just stand there and you look at them and like, okay, nothing happened. Yeah, they know you sold did. you. They know sold you. Nothing happened. Oh my gosh. You know what happened? You know, and they're like, did you hear me? And you're like, yeah, sure. Huh? You know, <laughs> so I mean, that, that's that, when the conversations that get awkward. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I think that's a big deal. Um, and I'm glad that you share that. Um, yeah. the, the idea is, is that, I mean, what's your general idea of educating a single man out there today to trying to be successful at dating mm-hmm. in the proper ways? Sure. Um, so, you know, my dating programs usually um, consist of kind of two parts. Um, the first part is making themselves feel more confident. So uh, handling the inner work within them so you know, they feel better about themselves. Confidence is the most attractive quality that what people look for. And really when it comes down to dating, women are looking for confidence in, in everything that you do. And so building confidence within the person becomes like one of the most important things. And the other thing, too, is just teaching them skills, social skills, um, places that they can meet women, or orienting their week in a way that they're regularly meeting the kinds of people that they would like to date. Um, so I usually, you got to think of it in two parts. So make sure you're doing the right things to build your confidence up um, and then make sure you're also um, uh, orienting your life. So you're regularly meeting the kinds of people that you want to meet and building up the skills um, that that person is looking for. I love that. And I'm off subject for, for two seconds here. Three questions mm-hmm. I ask because this one at the time of the month. One, so obviously Oct- October. So you a Halloween guy? I love Halloween. Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. <laughs> Are you a horror movie guy? Uh, I'm not a horror movie guy. Um, I actually just watched. I think I watched this movie called The Awakening the other day. That was like it wasn't gory horror, but it was like more like shock you, like scare you. Right. So I'm, those movies are okay. Right. So, so you don't get into the Michael Myers or the Jasons or anything like that, huh? <laughs> the last time I saw a Jason movie, I think it was 14, 15 or something. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Because it's because you know it's Halloween time, so it's one of those questions that comes up. Now, what is yeah. your what is your guilty pleasure outside of you know work like this? You know, are you a Netflix cat? Do you go jogging? You know, what, what what's your deal, man? Away from work, and and and, and this, I'm sure for you, because 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 I, I, I know this field well, is mm-hmm. is works a lot all the time. So, what's your guilty pleasure? Legitimately away from work. 
Oh my goodness. Um, this is such a funny question that you asked. I've never admitted this to anyone like a podcast or an interview before and I've done tons. I'm, I'm a it's huge, only us, like, it's only us, buddy. 38 countries, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> I'm a huge like sci-fi Lord of the Rings nerd. I know for, if, if you have a, if there's a character or anything about the Lord of the Rings, I know it. Like I know everything about Tolkien's universe. Same thing with like sci-fi. Like I'm really into the Dune series. I like Star Wars. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to all that stuff so in my spare time i will literally be at my computer for hours watching youtube videos on this subject reading articles about it like i'm a huge nerd that's something that uh, that i that i really enjoy that that's very cool i mean you know, so so give us a uh, one two or three of your favorite like sci-fi movies ever Okay, cool. Um, sci-fi movies ever. I, I've been wrestling with number one, but I, I would say top three would probably be uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, the first Alien movie, and Blade Runner. I think those movies, I don't know. You, it's the, the new Blade Runner that came out was uh, was really good to follow up with it, but it's been a real challenge for me to find a really good sci-fi movie um, that wasn't made a while ago. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny you say that, and 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 the old Blade Runner is really kick ass. I mean, it's a badass movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I I I still dig it today. Every once in a while, you go by and it's on. But um, mm-hmm. and I have not seen the new one, so I have to check it out. And you said it's mm-hmm. good. So being a critic, I like that part because you like the old one, you know. <laughs> and and, and two thousand and one, man, that's just crazy. That's just classic stuff right there. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it is um, not as big a fan of Lord of the Rings. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's totally okay. It's not for everybody. I, I caught him off all the weekend for everybody and Harry Potter the next weekend. So, eh, hold it against me, um, you know. But uh, had they, they had their moments, but um, you know. But no, I think that's really cool. I said, you know, that that it, it gets out there, and I'm glad you shared it with us. Thank you for that. Because I mean, at the same time, you know, I mean, you entertainment wise, I mean, and and what you do is a is a very ongoing job even when you're not working you're working like i said i know the field well so you're watching people a lot and it's a habit right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I, I keep in um i keep up to date with what everybody in the space is kind of talking about like the general trends they see you know um i i, I don't just learn from the people that watch my channel and my clients i try and learn from um clients of other uh, dating coaches as well too so i make sure i'm staying on top of everything how do you when 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 you're out with a girl and you're at the mm-hmm. club or, or or worse yet the club's easy when you're when you're at a place that has maybe 50 60 70 people a pub or something how do you when you're on a date not and I might give you up here uh not be paying attention to the guy who's slinking across the room trying to ask the girl to dance and then he turns around and goes the other way and you're like ah oh, dude you should have had that you know I mean, you know, <laughs> did you, do you, do you catch yourself doing that sometimes when you're out? A little bit. Sometimes I will, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, Oh gosh, this guy's messing up. You should really just like do this. It's a tough for me to get out of like work mindset. Cause it's just, it's, that's what I do. This is, right. you know, this is my, this is, this is what I do for a living. So, um, but it's kind of funny, you know, when I, when I'm on a date, usually women, they know my job pretty pretty quickly like i'm very honest about what i do um and you know a lot of times they end up being really curious about it you know and i end up talking to them a little bit about their dating experiences and you know what dating's like been for them and um different you know complaints and things that they like things that they don't like um so you know if i see something like that you know that could be a good conversation starter on a date you know people watching is actually really fun to do when you're on a date with somebody how do you how do you how do you uh 
man, and I'm trying not to. Okay, let me put it this way. So, so <laughs> one one of the guys, one of the guys that takes your advice stays on your Facebook page, and 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 some girl sees him on on your Facebook page. There's a lot of girl. I know there's got to be at least, gosh, fifty uh, percent of your audience got to be women watching what goes on there to learn too, right? Yeah, I get some women. I, it's definitely not 50%, but I get women that definitely uh, kind of lurk on the channel to get information about guys. Um, it's cool. I love it. So, I mean, how do, how do you, but, but if somebody says, okay, look, man, I know that you were watching the single guy the other day and, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or how do you even sit there and say to a, a girl, so how do you know I'm not, you're not, you know, put, throwing that hitch gimmick at me? Right. So, yeah. Women do have that concern. Um, so it's, I have, I have a weird job, man. So my life is different than most people's. Right. Um, the way I handle it is just by being upfront and honest. And, you know, yeah. when, if they know my job pretty quickly, um, usually I can, whatever, uh, if they, yeah, most often they're worried that I'm treating them as an experiment. And the truth is, is that everyone, when they're dating, is treating people as an experiment. That's they're true. Figuring out if the two of you work. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want them to think that I'm just going to discard them and that they don't matter. No, they're, they're a person and I do care about, you know, the women that I date. You know, I'm seeing one girl right now who I care deeply about. She knows my job. She's seen my videos and she saw them pretty early on. We did, uh, she did, was a little concerned at the beginning about that. But as soon as I just let her know that I showed her with my actions that I really cared about her, Everything else is fine. You know, you, you can have whatever job it is as long as you uh, do the right things. Um, you know, whatever your job is, whatever you do, uh, women are usually will get behind you. I like that, man, because, you know, straight up front, they know, hey, man, look, this is what you do. And they can obviously go yeah. watch you and say, well, mm -hmm. that's different from that because, you know, and this is and this is also when it says, yeah, he's showing not to do this and he's not doing this. Obviously, we're human and we have problems and issues, but, but you know, but there, she's sitting there saying, oh, well, he's sitting there saying treat her with nice and respect, and that's what he's doing to me, you know? And, and, and I think that's, I think that right there, they can go by. I think actually it probably makes your job harder sometimes to date somebody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I let them know, like, listen, I'm a dating coach, but I definitely mess up. I'm not perfect. And, you know, I, I also emphasize, too, that, you know, I am a dating coach, uh, not a relationship coach. I can help you get into a relationship, but maintaining a relationship, you should probably go to some, uh, somebody else because uh, I handle the dating stuff. <laughs> you get them in the door, and then it's somebody else's job to take care of her from there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's, no, no, but, uh, but that's, you give them the tools. I, I, you're giving them the tools, though, right? You're kind of giving exactly. them the tools to... To how to how to approach somebody, how to deal with it, you know, how to walk in the, how to knock on the door, get in the door, and and and, and then go from there. If they have those good basic tools, they should be pretty decent from there. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, and if you follow these principles, you know, I, I don't really give a lot of relationship advice because it's not my, what I do. But um, I did one video where I was giving relationship advice, and a lot of people said it was really good. And it's basically this: if you, as a as a man, if if you win over a woman, and you know, you guys are dating, and she's your girlfriend now, if you act the way that you acted when you won her over, and you keep doing that for the rest of the relationship, you'll never lose her. You know, because that's why she got with you in the first place. Unless something drastic, I and mean, maybe maybe she changes drastically, um, or maybe or if you change drastically, those are the only those are the only times uh, where right. that might not be a factor. But yeah, I would say in general, if you act the way that you acted when you won her over, you shouldn't have any problems. Yeah, because that that's yeah, I, exactly. I mean, that's what got your attention. You know, if it's a bright, shiny mm -hmm. red car, you know, and you, oh man, there you go. 
you know that that's exactly what got you there so nice bright and shiny i like that yeah. man. i think that's really good advice where can everybody reach you at and do you give uh independent uh consulting as well yeah yeah i do uh when you say independent consulting what do you mean by that well in other words uh somebody somebody can come to you and get advice from you yeah, absolutely. I do that all the time. So I do a lot of personal coaching. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. One-on-one -on -one is my most premium uh, coaching package. So I do less one-on-one -on -one clients, um, but I do a lot of group coaching as well, too. Um, if somebody wants to reach me, the best way to reach me would probably be to uh, send me an email or DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm not and, home. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. So, so somebody's, trying to, somebody's trying to get in. Um, I'm going to call right now. Um, so... Yeah, well, I, basically the way that we get in contact with me would be through my Instagram, which would be at a.single.guy. And then uh, you can also uh, email me at thesingleguy2017 at gmail.com. That is fantastic, man. I'll tell you what, I, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. And I, I think that a lot of guys out there today could just use that extra nudge or that just that little bit of refining or whatever, and I think they'd have a lot more success working with people like yourself that sit there and say, hey, man, look, you know, you got to kind of kind of chill it this way or this way, or polish them up maybe, even just a little bit of, you know, spit and polish. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a pleasure. This was really fun. Nah, please, maybe you come back on. Uh, maybe we'll have you on, maybe near uh, Valentine's Day to kind of get some guys out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd love to. That sounds like fun. No, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, again. It's a single guy. Check him out everywhere on social media. Lloyd Dixon, it's been a real pleasure, and uh, we hope to have you on in the future. Oh, I'd love to be back on. Take care, man. You have a great day. You too. Like that, you tell him we're out.